Welcome to the uh, 6 o'clock marathon meeting. Uh, my name is Alan, and I'm a compulsive overeater and your moderator for this meeting. Will you join me in the serenity prayer? God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Uh, before we get started, uh, we ask that all cell phones or other electronic equipment be turned off. Uh, even if you think it's off, please make sure. Uh, the session is being taped. Uh, all participants are required to sign the release form here on the uh, podium. Uh, to protect our anonymity, no photography, audio, or visual recording is, rec is allowed. Uh, the opinions expressed here today are those of individual OA members and do not represent Region 2 or Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. Uh, please remember OA members uh, affiliated with related facilities or other 12-step programs are requested to speak on their recovery in the OA program only. Uh, an ASCIT basket will be circulated uh, to uh, for the question and answer portion of the session. So uh, if you're not clear on it, I'll speak for 25 minutes, and then uh, there will be a five-minute question and answer period, after which people will then be able to share three minutes. I speak softly. Thank you. It's on. I can hear it. You can't hear it? can't stretch it okay um, is this any better is this any better it's on I hear I hear it myself through the echo Could, would somebody take the responsibility and go find the people that do this okay I appreciate it The uh, Ask It Basket will be circulated uh, for the question and answer period portion of this session. Uh, if there's any press in the room, please respect our anonymity by not taking any pictures, using a video camera, or using our full names. Um, and I guess that's it. So, as I said, I'm Alan. I'm a compulsive overeater. And a whole bunch of other things. Hi. Um, I'm also ADD, so I'm going to have my own little timer right here so I can pretend like I'm going to run on time. Um, can, they're not able to hear me. Set it, set it for, it doesn't do any good to set it lower. Set it for uh, 72 or so. Is there a volume knob on that? Yeah, I'll do the one thing at a 
I didn't hear anything there either. Once I get away from the microphone, it's not my echo. It's not the speaker. It's my echo. It got horribly hot in here and stuffy for the people or anybody that came in after the last meeting. Can you hear me now? Must be the outside noise. Okay. Um, I'm Alan. As I said, I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, we're getting good at this. Um Basically, I've been in the program for 29 years. Uh, April 23rd of this year, I'll have 20, 25 years of abstinence. Um, and that's not the biggest benefit. The biggest benefit to me is how much better my life is, just all the way around. And I had a very strong reminder of how much different it is all last week. I got back uh, two days ago from Ohio for a week with my family. That will remind you. Wow. <laughs> um, when I came into the program, I had already lost my weight right before I came in the program. Uh, I was familiar with 12-step programs because my best friend when I was younger was an older man who had been in, in AA for many years and probably sponsored everybody in town and definitely knew everybody in town. And he showed me and taught me the respect for the 12-step programs and that they work. And it's, it's basically just a bunch of people sitting in a room just like we are now. And so when I came in, it was pretty theoretical uh, because um, I knew the program worked but I didn't have that gut level desire to get get well but there was also a huge part of me that knew how screwed up my life was to give you an idea what I'm talking about uh, at that time I lived in a house I had a 2400 square foot house I had three roommates a girlfriend a dog and a business all in the same home. Uh, I was working 12, 14 hours a day, and uh, it was crazy. <laughs> I, I'd go out every Friday and Saturday night with my girlfriend at the time. Um, we were together for 10 years, and, and uh, we just went out and, and would have a huge meal, 4,000 calories, you know, and uh, and maybe split a bottle of wine on top of it all, which a curious little thing is that they've the what they've found is in the human body that the when when you drink alcohol, it goes to the stomach and the stomach converts it to a sugar, and that sugar makes you drunk. When you overeat, the kidneys dump sugar into the bloodstream. When that sugar hits the bloodstream, it's converted to a second sugar, and that sugar is the same sugar that you get drunk on with alcohol. So when we overeat, we can, can get just as drunk as an alcoholic is drunk. 
But the hook to it is, for me, and what I've experienced, is that it's kind of like I've always been that way. I've been overweight so long that I don't recognize that I'm kind of drunk, you know? And and that was my problem. I didn't feel, period, at all. And, you know, I came in, as I said, on a thought in the program. And what I learned in the program was that, you know, I'm, I'm a feeling, caring, loving person. And I didn't feel I had anything to offer when I came into the program. And now I know that I do. And I get along with most people. I didn't used to get along with anybody. Um, uh, I'm eight, As I said earlier, I'm ADD, so, uh, you know, I would react. And I was in a constant state of fighting and arguing. And, you know, I did a lot of wonderful things in the world. You know, I spent 42 years in construction. And, you know, built buildings not quite as big as this. Well, not quite as big as this one, but... You know, I'm I'm used to getting things done. So in the program, they said, easy does it, you know, keep it simple. <laughs> Try building a building like this, keep it simple. <laughs> Ain't going to happen. And yet, it can be simple. It can be simple. Everything in life can be simple. Um, if you make it that. And... If it gives you an idea, and I'm kind of jumping around, and I, and I realize that, and that's part of my ADD, but partly because uh, sometimes we, we pick up things here and there, and I'm kind of giving you the here and there. Um, if it gives you an idea how much my life has changed, uh, uh, last about four years ago I lived with a woman who was a nun under Mother Teresa, and you, I think you can understand that a person is not going to be in a crazy state of mind and live with a person like that. You have to be centered, you have to be focused, and you have to be serene. And I'm saying these things not to brag, because it's not really something to brag about, but to give you an indicator, you know, of how how life is different. Um when I came in, you know, again, I'd already lost my weight, and yet uh, I decided, I didn't really decide, I just did it. I started losing more weight, and I actually went 15 pounds underweight. So, uh, and I now I know that undereating is the exact same disease as overeating. It's all about controlling feelings. I went back to spend a week with my sister, and my sister is 5'8 and weighs about 250, 260 probably. And her husband is not much better. And when I looked in her refrigerator, everything there, with the exception of a little bit of fruit that she bought for me, everything there was comfort food. Uh, what is comfort food? You know, the cheeses, the breads, you know, the carbs, you know, this kind of thing. And I, I looked in there, and it was like, ugh, you know, I don't want to live that way anymore. I don't want to be out of touch with my feelings. I don't need comfort all the time because I have comfort from my higher power. My higher power 
this is not a religious thing. And if you hear anything religious in what I'm saying, you ain't listening to me. I am a spiritual person. My spirit that I believe in, my higher power, not my spirit, my higher power that I believe in is something that is far more powerful than me. Before the meeting, I stood outside and... Can we help you? Sorry, I got a call for some buzzing going off the microphone. Not buzzing, just volume. Okay. Okay. So I can get and get this out from in front of my face. Hello. <laughs> um, I lost track of what I was saying. Um, yeah. I, before the before this meeting, I was you know I wanted to get a little bit centered more so, and, and I was standing outside looking up at the ceiling here and I was reminded of my definition of my higher power every time that it, you know you're for those that are from California and I, I think a lot of you are uh, and there's similar things in, in Hawaii and the rest of our region and the rest of the world um, but in Hawaii and California we have these redwood trees that are two three hundred feet high and Every time I walk into a redwood grove, my head just kind of goes, wow. And I exercise what I call my God muscle, which is the muscle in the back of my neck. Every time that I exercise that, it reminds me firsthand that there's something bigger than me in this world and how beautiful it is and how powerful and, and positive power it is for me and anybody that needs it. And it's and and it's don't, hotels. Don't you love them? Um, you know, it, it's it's something that's there for me all the time. Now, to give you an idea where I came from, my family, there wasn't enough food, there wasn't enough clothes, um, there there wasn't enough heat in my room. It was always, I grew up in the Midwest, it was always in the low 50s in my room, all winter long, and I had one summer weight blanket, which I still have to this day, and that was how I had to live. Um, my parents, my, my dad flat out hated me. Uh, he actually tried to kill me in one incident, and probably tried every way he could other than that. Uh, one time he said, oh, I'm going to teach you how to swim. And he he put me in the bathtub. I was about six years old, and he said, uh, "To teach you how to swim, first thing you got to do is put your head under water." He grabbed back my head and down into the water. I didn't get a chance to take a breath. Mm -hmm. And my mother heard all the commotion and all the banging around and that, and ran in. Fortunately, I was able to talk my dad out of killing me. But that's where he was at. And. Uh, you know, ultimately, most people in, in therapy come to a point of, of forgiving their parent. I had to go to a different place. I had to come to a point of divorcing my parents. And to give you how an idea of how much, how strong that had to be, I went to my parents' grave um, probably six or seven years ago. My parents have been dead for many years. 
and I was walking around looking at the rest of the tombstones in the, in the graveyard, and you know there was my aunt and my uncle and my cousins and some second cousins and third and fourth and so on. And I turn around and there's my mother's and father's gravestone. And I just turn around and oh, it's my parents' gravestone. And went on. Because I had to reach that point and I had to do the work. I had to do that as part of my work to be able to work the steps. So if you have a question of whether you can make it in this program, whether you can get recovery, if you're down far enough, that's where I came from as a child. I had to do an OA recovery. I had to do a family of origin recovery. I had to write over 200 pages, three months, essentially a full-time job for me to do my family of origin work before I could go on to the sixth, seventh, and eighth step. I just couldn't get through it. I spent a full year on my fourth step, every day working a minimum of 15 minutes up to a half an hour just writing down all my resentments a year. That's what it took for me because I resented everything. And one day, it was all gone. And now, I don't resent anybody. I don't, I, I don't think, I think I can stand here and say that I honestly don't carry a resentment against anybody. I can still be angry. I can still remember. I don't have, I can forgive, but I, can, I also can remember. And I'm, I'm just in a different place. I was carrying a lot of crap. And if you ever notice, if you're longer in the program, the more you see it, you look around on the floor after a meeting, there's all kinds of crap on the floor. Because people, each, as they come to each meeting, they leave more and more behind. It was all stuff that I carried. And I carried it in my stomach. And what I can tell you now, you know, I don't live in a house. Uh, you know, I, I, my life is, is probably still a little crazy by most people's standards, but when you're used to what I was used to, anything simple. Um, and I had no friends. Now I have friends. I get along with almost everybody. There are a few people who don't like me. You know, I can be obnoxious and not even know I'm doing it. But I also try to ask people, oh, did I offend you, or, you know, because I'm trying to make myself a better person because that's what I know my higher power has for me. And I learned that by, by working the steps. And I'm ADD again, so I always want to eat on impulse. You know, there's always that impulse. Fifty-eight percent of people who are morbidly obese are ADD, according to the most recent research. And I know that for me, I want to grab. I see, I want. It's just that quick. I don't have the filters that other people have. So I have to have something between me and that piece of chocolate or favorites, um, um, chocolate cake, good, rich, thick, you know, you know what I'm saying? And I have to have something there. All is this little thin layer of my higher power. I can reach right through it and grab the food, but there's also a part of me inside of me that just says, mm -hmm. 
maybe not today. Maybe not right now. Maybe we can have a little later. Or maybe you can have a small piece, but, you know, whatever is more appropriate for me. Um, you know, I'm on a medication right now that they say puts 30 pounds on you, whether you like it or not. And, you know, I'm, I'm, working, I'm taking off a little bit of weight right now. Uh, and it, it's, you know, it, it takes uh, an extra consciousness for me. A lot of people say, well, the food just disappears, and I wish I could say that that happened for me, but it doesn't. I have to, you know, I just have to deal with it. But, again, it, you know, I feel it, you know, and I have my feelings, and so I can feel when I have sugar. I'm a sugar addict. I can feel when I have sugar, um, you know, how... Um, you know, how it affects my feelings. Because that's equally, if not more important, than how it affects my thinking. You know, um, you know sugar, caffeine, I, I, I won't speak for other people, I'm only, I'm an ADD person, but for ADD person, people, sugar and caffeine don't work. But they feel like they work. There's a part of me that thinks that I can have sugar and Half an hour later, I'm going to be on the ball. And that's not really what the research shows. And so I have to deal with that. But the program has given me all the tools to do this. Um, I also had to do a medical recovery for my ADD because when you have ADD, things don't always register. And so I had to go through the hardest of the three recoveries I've had to do. And I could never have made it if I hadn't had OA underneath me as, as a boot camp, teaching me what I have to do. I have to put my foot in the boot, and I have to put my boot on the ground. And the medical recovery, you know, I, I mean, literally be walking down the street, and all of a sudden something come together in my head of what had happened in therapy 10, 15 years before that, or why my marriage went wrong, or, you know, and they're usually negative, because those are the things we tend to bury. And, I, you know, nobody can walk through that with you. You know, I had my psychiatrist that was, you know, dealing with the meds, and at one point I was taking 48 pills a day. And, you know, it was a serious thing. My friends told me that, that you know, when I was going through it, I'd be white, and then I'd turn red, and then 20 minutes later I was white again. You know, just, it, it, you know, it's something I had to go through. And now, you know, I've got that behind me. And I've got good memories of, you know, from all the stuff that I've put in my life. And, and the, the best thing of all is I have the, the, the one that the, that the therapists say is the one, and, and what I've always heard in this program is the one that comes last, and that's joy. And... I've always been, a lot of people tell me they like the little kid in me, and a friend of mine uh, took me on a citizen diplomacy trip to Russia and another one to China just because they liked my little kid. I don't know how great of a little kid I am, but, but that was not really what it was about. What it was about was a joy in me, a joy because every day I wake up, every morning, you know, my minister I used to know says, you know, I woke up this morning, I made it a good day. And 
that made it, every day is a joy. And every day is, I used to feel like every day was the same. Get up, take a shower, shave, blah, blah, blah. And now, I don't care where I'm at or what I'm doing. I don't care if I do the same thing every day for a month or a year, or if I do it different every day. I feel like it's a new day. Um, that's a much happier way to live. And, you know, it, it, it makes me so happy that, as you maybe can tell, it almost brings me to tears. How good can it be? And yet what I know is that the more and the closer I get with my higher power and the more I work my program, the better it gets. The price, sudden the meeting with rooms closed, no windows, okay, <laughs> for an hour or a day or a week or whatever. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's all worth it. You know, it's all worth it to give up your 4th of July to sit in a room like this. You know, it may not seem like it's the way, you know, and here's this guy talking on and on, but it's all there for you. So um, even though I'm ADD, my clock says 2 minutes and 41 seconds, so I'm going to finish early. <laughs> that never happens in the ADD world. So, okay. So, um, if the asket basket, oh, we have not had the asket basket. Um, I don't know how we should handle this. Uh, if you want to pass the basket around quickly and write down any questions you have, and while the basket's going around, if anybody wants to ask any questions, you're not quite as shy as the paper form, um, I'd be happy to answer. One thing, just while we're waiting, I'll pass around. Just maybe take a piece of paper and pass the basket so other people can, and then we'll pass the basket around again and get collect paper. Um, one thing I'll pass out that just is a thing that I find just helpful to know from the scientific side. They tell us that for a 145-pound person, a 145-pound person requires 17 to 1,900 calories a day maintain their weight. A construction worker doing heavy construction work for eight hours a day will require about 2,400 calories. For every pound over or under that, you can add or subtract seven calories. So uh, I found in sponsoring people over the years that it's just helpful to know that because uh, as one woman called me up and my sponsor, she said, I had two chickens for lunch today. Was that too much? And she was serious. She had eaten two chickens for lunch. Okay. So we don't know who it is. <laughs> um, and funny as it may sound, I, 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 well, let me back up. I've, I've taught the 12, step, 12 Steps as a class. And I, when I do that, I open it up to people from any program. And I've done this a couple times. And I have a script all worked out and everything on it. And what I found is, you know, we all feel like we're really alone. And most of us feel like we're terminally unique when we walk in the door. But what I've found 
from the other side of it as a sponsor watching people walk through, it's extremely predictable. Can't predict the schedule, but I can predict what will happen and how it will come out because the 12 steps are just that good. So I just want to say that from the other side for people who don't have a sponsor. Get, get, get a sponsor. Uh, get, get a sponsor. It helps your sponsor just as much as it did you. I learned, I, I, my last one I had five people in it. I learned five times as much as any one of the people there. So don't be afraid to ask. You don't have to have the perfect sponsor. I wanted a guy who was a, a businessman like myself, who was college educated and blah, blah, blah. And the best sponsor I ever had was a guy who was probably about an eighth grade education and worked in a moving business and, um, you know, the exact, pretty much the exact opposite. So it really doesn't make any difference. It's about working the steps. Okay. What does keep it simple mean with food? Uh, that's a, back, a question I have to answer backwards. Okay. What does keep it simple mean with food in OA? The best way that I know that I'm not being abstinent is if I ask myself if I'm being abstinent <laughs> and, the, and the answer is not, yes, I'm abstinent, I'm not abstinent. Does that make sense? Because I tend to want to confuse it. Uh, well, I didn't have quite as much yesterday and I'm not going to eat so much tonight. So, yeah, I can eat it. That, no, no. That's, that's, that and working the steps, just do. It's all, it's all laid out in the big book. In the, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, not in the big book, in the AA 12 and 12. If you want to read exactly what doing the steps are, it's all laid out in a matter of just a few, few pages. How do you keep it simple with your food and abstinence? Um, prepare. Know, know what I'm going to eat, know what's appropriate, and stick to it. And, and leave a little room so that, you know, when I do encounter something, if I go to a, a service or church or whatever and they got a cake or cookies, I can have one. Just, just mellow, you know, follow my higher power. Follow what my higher power gives me. How much weight did you lose? Did you ever relapse? Uh, how many times? Uh, I lost 54 pounds, and then I also lost 15 and ended up having to put that on. Uh, side benefit, uh, I put on, and thanks to this program, I could only have done it with this program, I put on 12 pounds of muscle uh, by working out, and I would never have been able to do that without this program. Okay, so I guess um, we'll now have three minute shares. Uh, please stick to the topic and uh, stop at sharing at the end of three minutes. This nice young lady in the back corner here will throw a flag up that says stop. And uh, would you also be sure that you sign on before you open your mouth that you sign on the, oh wait, we're not being recorded, so we don't, okay, we don't care. So you don't have to sign.
So who'd like to share? What's the topic? Keep it Keep simple. It simple. Oh, thank you. Hi, I'm Heidi, and I'm a shooter addict uh, over here. Yeah. Hi, um, Heidi. Hi, Heidi. Hi. So, uh, Keep It Simple to me is less choices in my food plan. Uh, the less choices I have, the easier it is for me to stay on track. Uh, so something that helps me a lot is not, not having sugar and flour. That really keeps me. Uh, the cravings away and the up and down moves. Um, you know, the first few days I get into it, I get a little bitchy, so I have to make sure I'm not around people. But once I'm into it, I'm, I'm good. I'm good to go. So um, I'm still kind of a beginner in this program. I've had 68 days of abstinence, and now I'm on my like 12 days left. 12 days left. But, um, Keep it simple. I came here because I like that. Keep it simple. I was always like, you know, those abbrevi that abbreviation KISS, keep it simple stupid, that's that's me all the way because I am, I think I have that ADD. I know I never treat us, but I'm like, yeah, I'm always all over the place. And uh, so keep it simple really helps me to focus on a lot of things in my life. So thanks for listening. I'm Jack, compulsive Thank you for your sharing. This is Alan. And thank you for talking about um, under-eating being just as much of a symptom mm -hmm. of controlling feelings, too, because that was a big part of my eating past, was the restricting as was a controller. And it was, so it was really kind of almost like inspiration to be able to talk about that, because it's important for me now with my uh, food plan. To just, you know, for me, keeping it simple with that is, is making sure I do it, making sure I commit to it, uh, giving it to my sponsor. And there are times when maybe time, for some reason, if I'm running late or whatnot, and I have something scheduled on my food plan and I don't have time to eat it all, I always have to check in mentally about what's going on with the restricting side, too. You know, get my motives on, are you doing this as a way of saving some calories, or are you just doing this because, you know, you don't have the time. And if I can say, well, I don't have the time, then fine, you save it for one of your, your abstinence snacks or something. Yeah. So it, it really is about that for me. And, and uh, I just recently, because I'm pre-diabetic, was told by my doctor I got to cut back on my carbs. And of course, my compulsive mind was in the hell out of that. But then, thanks to this program, it's kind of, I'm able to look at it like, but this is about health. This isn't about you trying to do it yourself and cut back on anything to lose weight. And there's a freedom in that, you know, a freedom from that obsession that I really am grateful for. And so for me, I have to be careful with that too, with the under-eating part. You know, I have to kind of like, if she, because she gave me a number of what I'm supposed to have from Joe, and I got to work up to that number. Don't try to skimp it off or do whatever. Just stick to the plan. Keep it simple. Stick to the plan. You'll be okay. And I let my sponsor know. You know, whenever, again, whenever I have to change something, whatever the situation is, I let him know. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a perfectionist, so I don't know, you know, people are talking about ADD and everything. I don't know, I'm, thank you. I know I'm a perfectionist, so I have to remember easy method. You know, I'll never get it perfectly. I'll never, you know, I'm just, how, it's not about perfection, it's about willingness. It's the willingness to show up and do what I can do for that. Thank you. One thing I want to mention, and I hope I got this across, it's not just about balancing my food. It's about balancing everything in my life. 
tonight is the 4th of July. There are fireworks tonight. My little kid is going to have my butt at the fireworks tonight. Just as predictable as God's sun will come up in the morning. Because that's the way my little kid deserves. And my little kid needs that. Because if I don't, I'll be crazy for a week or more. So I have to balance everything in my life. And that's what my higher power gives me. I saw a hand over here somewhere. Um, Isabel, most overeater. Hi, Isabel. Um, I feel so blessed because um, variety is not the spice of my life. I am a creature of habit. And before the program, I could and often did eat pasta three times a day because I liked it. So I haven't had pasta in five years, but I choose food that I like and I can have it every day because I like it. And, um, I don't think I could have a food plan if I didn't like what I was eating. But I have very little variety, and it works, it works for me. Um, the other thing that I do is I read the pamphlet before you take the first compulsive bite every day. I need to read that every day. And it just simplifies everything for me, makes it crystal clear what I am not going to do. Because, you know, I've gotten over a lot of fear program, but I have a very healthy fear of taking the first compulsive bite. I don't know where it's going to lead. I don't know if I could come back after relapse. Um, when I first came into the program, I thought relapse, it sounded like it was inevitable, like everybody has to go through that, but I was really happy to hear that it's not. And um, so that's it. I, I basically eat a lot of the same food every day. I enjoy it. I still get excited when it comes to the meal time probably more than normal people, um, but I'm not obsessing on it. I'm not thinking from breakfast to lunch and lunch to dinner, you know. Um, and that pamphlet I find very, very helpful. I, I have to read it every day, among the other things that I read. And it simplifies everything for me. Just don't take the first compulsive bite. And it's a good start. Thank you for the share. I'm Michael. I'm a compulsive reader. Hi, Michael. Happy to be here today. Um, I've been abstinent uh, almost five months, and I've lost over 70 pounds. And, uh, 